0: I shared the tweet with you from uh, Rob Weblin, oh, uh, yeah last week when we were doing our meeting. The tweet saying, what well, if all the scientific literature on gratitude journaling is wrong and I'm just feeling happy about myself for no reason?
1: <laughs> Welcome back to the Productivity Lab where we put the tips, tricks, and methods of productivity to the test. I'm Mark. And I'm Kyle. Today, we're going to be talking about gratitude journaling. This was our challenge for the past two weeks to see how we feel and what the benefits were or would be in giving our thanks.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was actually a really fun experiment. I... We'll get to our full thoughts in the future or later this episode, but I'm happy that we chose this one and it's not necessarily directly tied to productivity, but the mindset it puts you in helps a lot. I think that's my, that's my teaser for what I think.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) So before we dive into uh, each of our reviews and thoughts on that, what have you been up to Kyle?
0: Oh boy. (laughs) Chaos. Chaos. That's been my summer. That's my summary of my past month. Between traveling for work, family in town for over a week, and a bunch of other stuff, it's been hard to like focus on anything over the past month. I don't know where to begin. I haven't done anything. It feels really bad to say that on a productivity podcast, but remember, yeah. I can't work on side projects and have all my time's taken up with other things. So I've actually uh, I've uh, decided to make the next month, or I guess whenever you people are hearing this episode i make july my month of order i'm not sure if you're listening to this in august or september we don't know exactly when yet you're listening to this episode but everything has been so chaotic that my i went from july 1st to the end of the month to be nothing but normal days i can work on my side projects and yeah a few other things on my list is a My girlfriend, Amberly just uh, released a podcast by the time this episode came out, hopefully. Uh, This timing is correct. There might already be two or three episodes out by now on her podcast since they're starting to release before ours. (laughs) It's it's called Full Stack Health. It's a podcast for developers who want to focus on their health and they talk to health professionals and people that have changed their lives in the tech field. And yeah, uh the other thing that came up on my list that I have on here, I found a new creative outlet that just came out. A new creative outlet I've been waiting to play with for the past four years of my life. And what's that? Uh, are you familiar with the game Mario Maker? Yes. Yes, they made the sequel <laughs> that just came out on June twenty eighth, and I cannot put down my Switch. It's literally right next to me on the desk because I cannot put it down. Stop lying, you're playing it right now while talking. No, no I wish I was. <laughs> that game is addicting, it's nonstop entertainment. And also, uh, you could design your own levels. And I have this like crazy level in mind that I'm working on and I'm slowly learning that it doesn't really work the way I want to work, so it's kinda like fun to like engineer something and like see how it performs. So I'll be uh that'll be my side side project for the next month or so. <laughs> is to design wire levels.
1: <laughs> and that's considered to be helpful for the month
0: of order? Uh, it's creative. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a creative outlet that I want to explore, and I want to get back into writing and editing. So, this is another thing to explore. But, yeah, that's been my... That's what I've been up to. How about you, Mark? Um, it's been writing and
1: editing. So, uh, a couple editing projects and getting those done, getting those lined up and a lot of writing even though not much have has been published um as far as like uh, the personal blog but mm-hmm. just kind of getting some ideas uh things like that and of course writing book reviews uh and getting those up so there's a kind of a backlog of stuff that I need to write and get out but for the main project uh that I'm writing I kind of tweeted it out today
0: Yeah I was looking at your Twitter right now
1: Yeah um so for I'm calling it Project Dollar, uh, for which is a semi autobiographical book <laughs> or novella on personal finance and budgeting with a fictional twist in there. So we'll see how that goes. Okay. But the original draft was I had written nearly 8,000 8, words. And after I finished the first draft, because it was going to be very different format. And I was like, you know, I want this to be more narrative Mm -hmm. instead of having small vignettes in between uh, a whole chapter about here's how you create a budget. And I was like, you know, I don't think that's the actual point of the story Mm -hmm. that I want to tell. And the vignettes were I wanted more of those because those were the the uh fictional story narrative pieces and so it ended up somehow turning into a semi autobiography so oh, i've oh. somewhat scrapped those 8000 words and <laughs> no. i've written new 8000 words um and i'm still writing so um it's been interesting to kind of see the uh Stats on that, uh, that I learned in Scrivener, uh, which I've had for a few years now, but never really delved into what it could do.
0: Awesome. That sounds way more productive than my past month was. Yeah. I'm like, I noticed you've been, uh, on Twitter, you've been doing a word count. You'll be tweeting out how many words you wrote that day, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: kind of my,
1: I'm, I'm trying to create a, uh, uh, uh tracker if you will. So like in notion, Uh, From our digital challenge, I've been using that and I've created a writing log and an editing log. Um, So anytime I have a writing session, whether it's towards my actual projects or if it's a practice session, I record my, obviously record my time and I record the words, uh, word count, what I started with and what I ended with. And I can kind of see with each, each stint uh, how many words I was able to write. Um, and then I can categorize them to say, it took me five hours to write maybe 2,000 words one day. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, six hours to write 300 words. Yeah. And so I can kind of see the same with editing, uh, if I'm doing any editing projects. Now, editing is very different because sometimes my projects aren't just straight uh, dialogue editing mm. and they um, have a little bit more sound mixing and stuff like that. So mm. that's kind of what I've been focused on uh, from a productivity perspective and kind of folding in some of those previous challenges to uh, what what I'm doing now um, and going forward. So that's kind of like why I like this little section and this little section up above of what we've been doing all feeds back into that loop, right, of Mm -hmm. continual improvement Mm -hmm. and changes in productivity and the things that we learned and how we're actually applying that in our Mm day-to-day, even outside the initial reviews. Um, All right. So that's kind of what we've been up to. So let's dive into it, This gratitude journaling. What were your thoughts on it?
0: I absolutely loved it. I think it might be my favorite thing we've done so far. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that... So, a little history. I think I was one that suggested this topic. I believe I was. Yeah. The reason why I suggested it is because years ago, maybe like three or four years ago, it was before I moved to Austin and a little bit afterwards, I was like struggling a lot with like finding motivation in my daily life. I was like kind of like, I don't want to say depressed because it wasn't depression, but definitely it was like very low self-esteem. And I picked up gratitude journaling during that time. And that made a huge difference in how I saw myself. As, or at least not in myself, but like at least my day. I could have like an absolutely crappy day, go back home, and force myself to think of at least three good or at least somewhat good things that happened to me that day. And then I'd end the night just going, you know what, that wasn't horrible. So I'm going to have a crappy day at work, but maybe, uh, maybe I, I ended up like, I don't know, I do love running. Maybe like I ran for like a 5k that night. It's like, well, I felt great running that 5k. Uh, maybe uh, I ate something I liked that night or tried a new beer that I liked. I'd like write that down and be like, yeah, this is great. Like at least like something good came out today. And I uh, I did it on and off since I moved to Austin and depending on like, like how I felt in my life, I went through another period of depression, I guess, about a year and a half ago, and I did a lot of gratitude journaling then too and it helped me. So I've only did it during negative times in my life. I never did it during any positive time in my life. I'd always put it down and just like forget about it, and then pull up whenever the time came. Whenever I was starting to feel bad about myself, and this is actually like a really nice way of looking at it through like a more like things are better in my life now than they were three years ago, and now uh, now that I'm already feeling good about my about my daily life uh how much better can i feel like sometimes things can feel static even if like you feel good about your life and i could like still like write things down that like changed it i i absolutely loved everything about it i would do the uh three positive method every day or every What's day that? uh okay so this is i guess where our methods will differ uh my method was the method of at the end of each day only write down three or more things that happened to you that were good or that you did that day that were good. So I would like I can't remember exactly what it was, but I think it was on the Monday that we first started this. I wrote I had a pretty stressful day at work that day. And I I was like just feeling like completely stressed out. I was busy finalizing, moving out of my old apartment, which is never fun because they want everything from you. <laughs> it just is not a fun process. And then at the same time, I was trying to get a bunch of things done at work. I was completely stressed out. And then that evening, I did my usual routine of meeting up with Amberly and our dog at the dog park near my office after work. And that was great. So I wrote that down. It was like, I wrote down, like, got plenty of sleep that day. That was great. I went to the gym that morning. That was great. So I was like, at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? Maybe maybe some parts did suck, but I did at least accomplish some things today. And... I call it three plus because I—that's why I write down in my journal. The three plus means three positive things, or also three or more things that were good that happened to you that day. So that's what my double entendre is. Of that three—three positive—is what I call it. That's the way I've always done it. People have different techniques with this, as I might learn from you. So, what was your thoughts and what was your technique? Oh, uh, you will not learn anything from me okay. because
1: it was straightforward. I did not think outside of the box at all (laughs) okay um so my um yeah so i pretty much just kind of tried to include it in my journaling that i was doing and so for the first day that i did this i actually made a kind of a long journal entry and uh one of the paragraphs was in regards to my obsession lately with books and reading so uh, i always already try to read uh, at a good clip and sometimes i'm much slower than especially some of the uh, other voracious readers uh, that i follow mm-hmm. but um i've kind of been obsessed with getting books from folio society and oh yeah <laughs> for collectors yeah. yeah i got another um order coming in at so I need help. So for my first one, I've, I wrote, um, after my whole entry, I wrote my first gratitude was, I am thankful for the time I do have yet take for granted. Shall I thank each moment, enjoy it, and make it mine? Um, I don't know what I was thinking at that moment. But then they, they kind of proceeded to be, I've been in a pretty good place. I've had... No complaints with anything, and so mine have mostly kind of delved into interestingly, of kind of just where I've been able to make it, like the connections that I've been able to make with people, the work that I do, uh, being thankful for the the mm-hmm. job that I have, and it, it, even one day, just each time I wrote something, I was like, you know thankful for all the books that i have and have been blessed to get because a lot of people i mean you don't think about it and i think for that day i end up donating to uh donors choose to help teachers with classrooms Mm. and getting books and stuff in their classrooms so it's kind of like that and one of them i wrote strictly that i'm thankful for waking up
0: (laughs) it's a small things in life
1: yeah, it doesn't have to be the material things or anything like that. And I think for that particular day, I wasn't really in a good mood. You know, the odor you get, you're just so sore when you wake up. And um, I didn't get a good night's sleep at all. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of stressing myself a little bit. And it kind of reminded me of growing up with my, you know, my grandmother, I would always start complaining in the morning about something. And she was like, well, you woke up this morning, right? And I'm like, yeah. Then she's like, be thankful for that. And you just kind of put, <laughs> put me in my place a little bit. So kind of like, you know, I'm starting off my day pretty good, right? And there, I really don't have, shouldn't have any complaints about that. But I found it really nice to be able to take a breather. Like we always jump to the most negative things or things that we don't like or wish we had Uh or whatever. And then it puts in a perspective when you're able to kind of sit and just kind of be thankful for what you do have. Um, and it, and it readjust that for you. And there's actually science behind it.
0: Yes. I was actually bringing up on that earlier today.
1: Yeah. What do you find on it then? Um, So there was a couple studies that I have found, like, from a 2012 uh, University of Kentucky study. They kind of talked a little bit about how some of the benefits that you receive from uh, gratitude or paying uh, to gratitude. One of the things of how it improves your psychological health, Mm -hmm. right? And kind of eliminating the... The resentment aspect that we may have when you see something, see someone with something that they have, right, and you're like, Mm -hmm. you're resenting for them for it, you're envious of them having, having that, and it kind of just builds up to have negative feelings. But when you're able to center yourself um, by paying gratitude for the things that you do have, it makes you much more. I don't know what the right word. I don't think it's humbled. Um,
0: yeah, I want to be humbled. Grateful. It, it,
1: yeah, it makes you more grateful because you you have more than what you actually think. And mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily finding the the right terminology that I want to hit here. But it it makes you much more thankful for what you already have or aware of the things that you do have and that others may not have, right? Um and there was a Berkeley study on how it actually uh, gratitude changes your uh, brain chemistry removing the toxic emotions again from everything that we just mm-hmm. uh, discussed there resetting your emotions on on those particular things and with prolonged study it actually can have or a prolonged um, uh, practice of it it can actually have long-term effects on the brain in in changing your viewpoints and the chemistry of it so there, uh, and there's like some studies that they have done that in comparison of people who do practice uh gratitudes and those who don't and that includes like scans to see where they were mm. uh three months prior and then three months later and practicing practicing this compared to those who did not so it was kind of interesting to kind of see some of the data uh behind something such as just you know showing or practicing gratitude on Mm -hmm. a regular basis
0: yeah i i just kind of skimmed some articles today my but i actually got a lot of things off of wikipedia so Mm -hmm. my high school english teacher will hate me for what i found on it but, hey as long as you went to the references <laughs> uh we'll say i did that <laughs> but yeah i guess wikipedia has a spark notes of studies and what i found on there was uh that people that were the people that did graduate journaling tend to be more optimistic in their life they see like the next week or so like like well okay shit happens but hey i'm still doing pretty good my job is pretty good i still have it i have like a dog etcetera, etc etc cetera uh apparently there was also more self-confidence associated with it which is kind of like why i took it up in the first place years ago uh which is great to hear that that actually has some backing to it it's so just like something <laughs> i read on reddit years ago so uh one thing i did find no okay so this is funny on the Wikipedia article uh when there's a there's a tab for controversies but none of the controversies are about if the practice doesn't work the controversies are about how often you should do it. Oh. So it's like oh, okay. So it seems like that everybody agrees, at least according to the Wikipedia editors, that uh the act of writing down something that you're grateful for is helpful. However, should you do it once a week, once every three days, once a day, nobody really has like a solid number on that. It sounds like there might be diminishing returns after a certain point, but that doesn't really matter. <laughs> I should I should yeah. the tweet with you from uh, Rob Webone. Oh uh, yeah, last week when we were doing our meeting, Rob Webone is the director of research at Eighty Thousand Hours. They're one of my favorite websites. They're a website for helping people find careers that can do the most impact on the world. So like AI research or like biotech stuff, and like even like um, international relations. Like they do like different ways to like help people like get into those jobs, and if you don't find a job in those fields they'll at least like tell you which charities to donate to so that you could like give them us money they could give them most good they could do the most good i'm a huge follower and believer of their stuff but rob webwin the director of research there tweeted out a few weeks ago a tweet saying what if all the scientific literature on gratitude journaling is wrong and i'm just feeling happy about myself for no reason <laughs> Something like that. I, i'm just at, i'm paraphrasing him <laughs> it was like, like yeah, that's like that's how I felt when I read like those controversies. Like, if there's diminishing returns, it shouldn't really matter. I mean, you should still at least like feel good and feel self-confident in yourself, and yeah. know that like your life isn't shitty. And if it is shitty, well then I don't have any answers to that one. <laughs> so, but it definitely does help people that are living like day to day, living the daily grind, I guess, and they don't know like if their life is good or not. Yes. I'm all about
1: slowing down that pace, especially given it's something that I've done. And uh, I think I've chatted with you before about the grind or hustle culture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have some feelings on that, but having this gratitude journaling, even though I journal, I don't necessarily actually say what I'm thankful for. Right. I just write typically what's on my mind or anything that I'm experiencing. But I think that's quite different than saying things that you're thankful for. Um, Yeah. Like there, there's some particular things that I that I call out or say, you know, I'm happy that this particular thing happened. But mostly it's kind of like, I don't know what to do. Uh, should I just go work at fast food instead of trying to be a writer? Like, you know, my going through my my crisis uh, of the moment um, and just kind of talking it through with myself. But um, I think from I don't know if I'll do it daily, but I think from time to time, I'd, I'm just going to, going to specifically call out a gratitude section. Right. And to make sure to write at least something that I'm thankful for to kind of help put a a cap on things Mm -hmm.
0: i think overall yeah just it's good because here's why i think that it's my favorite thing that we've done so far is that despite my past month or the past two weeks of this challenge being really chaotic with my family and talent and all that stuff i didn't feel like that i was like losing my focus like yeah i wasn't writing as much and i wasn't doing other things that i'd like to do as much but knowing that like there's stability in my life and that there's things are still good. And like, if things like go off the rails for like a day or two, you can always get back on the rails. I think really helps like kind of put things in like a big picture perspective.
1: So your final thoughts on this, is this something that you would recommend to anyone?
0: Yeah. And I would recommend any method of gratitude journaling too. Like there's many ways to do it. There is, I had to do the three things of that day that you're grateful for. Yeah. Okay. So I found this, resource off of this website called intelligent change it's called the ultimate gratitude journal guide which seemed pretty comprehensive i don't think you need to have something this comprehensive to get started but there's other ways you could do it too i uh one of my old gratitude journals i used to do on my white journal that i'm looking at right now which is my gratitude journal i used to do am journaling where i just write down saying about my life i'm grateful for it's like i like can more like a big picture and at the end of the day i'd write down three things about that day i was grateful for So maybe I like write down in the the morning, I'll write down, I'm grateful to have a job that pays me very well. And although at times it can be boring or stressful, I'm happy to have a job like this. And then I would then write that afternoon, or not afternoon, that evening when I go back to my journal, do something like, today I went for like a six mile run. Or today I want to hang out with a friend of mine I haven't seen in a while. Just something about the day that I found good. That was something I like to do: was morning gratitude journaling too, where I just kind of looked at the overview of my life. I actually might pick that up again. That was also really nice. Yeah, this is actually gonna be something I think I'll be sticking with. I give this on five out of five. There's scientific literature that shows it's good. It made me feel good on days that weren't so good. It helped me through rough times in my life. I think this is the best thing we've reviewed so far. How about you?
1: Um, I would have to agree with you on the score. I I gave it a five out of five as well. Um, again, it's it's kind of, I liked how it grounded me. Uh, not that I was t- floating too high to the sun, but um, just putting things in perspective, mm-hmm. right? I, I think we kind of get caught up in the always wanting more Um and there, there's a, uh, I have a book that I'm writing about that very topic, at least from a financial perspective. I think it's great. I think it's something that everyone should do. Um, they can work out how often they do it, uh, but I think it's something that uh, everyone should at least spend five, 10 minutes of in their day, Yeah, in their week.
0: It doesn't take any kind of commitment. It's like yeah. no more than like at the most three minutes. And that's if you... Write just, like, very short things down.
1: And you know what? And then to make it even easier, you don't have to write it. Just stop, take a deep breath, and tell yourself what you're thankful for.
0: There's actually a form of meditation about that. Uh, I think it's like gratitude meditation. I will see if I could find anything on that in the show notes. If you take
1: this episode and combine it with our Coach Hours of Meditation episode,
0: <laughs> you got yourself a stew well, my ass, the cold showers. <laughs> <laughs> the Meditation, yes, recommend the cold showers. Nope. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this is kind of the opposite of the uh, of the cold showers episode where I, I was saying that I think it's good to have a little bit more of like, uh, what's the word? Like a little bit of difficulty in your life, which I think is still true. But it's also good to like not just like suffer. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, have like force yourself to do something uncomfortable each day if you can, but don't like revel in it (laughs) just yes at the end of the day like say like even in your graduate be like i did my fifth cold shower today holy shit i did my fifth cold shower day that's something to be proud about write that down exactly i think it's something that i continue doing and give it five out of five i know this is one of our shorter episodes but this is actually one of our shorter topics so i think yeah i think our next topic though is gonna be pretty long though we're gonna be doing our first ever book review We'll be reviewing the book Hyperfocus by Chris Bailey, who's an author that I've read before on his book, The Productivity Projects, which was one of my inspirations for this podcast. And I would recommend that book too, but uh, we're going to be focusing on Hyperfocus on our next episode, which I don't know that much about it. I just know I like the author.
1: Yeah, the subtitle has me interested. It is subtitled, How to Be More Productive in a World of Distraction. So I'm very eager to see what uh, Chris has to say about it.
0: Yeah. I guess, yeah, That's kind of leads us now to our social media plugs. Mark, where can people find you?
1: People can find me on the Twitters and Instagram at askmarkio, askmarkio. And if you want to go and visit my personal blog where I may write... Uh, publish some of my speeches that I've written some essays or other thoughts and book reviews you can go to askmark.io and where can they find you Kyle?
0: Yeah so you could find me on Twitter and Instagram at KyleSQ9. I tweet more than I post on Instagram but I will occasionally post pictures of usually street art or of my dog on Instagram so if you want to look at the most handsome Labrador mix in all of Austin. He is adorable and also a completely uncontrollable ball of energy at times, but he's great. He's only a puppy. He's less than a year old right now. A big puppy. Yeah. He's a, he's a 70 pound puppy. I didn't know that they came that big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, you can find me on those two at Kyle S Q nine. You'd also find my occasional writing on, Quadrant Nine dot net, where I will occasionally write about things. Right now, I'm kind of doing a series, but it's an infrequent series called the Product- the Productive Podcaster, where I'm just kind of talking about workflows, time management. I've only had done two entries right now, so I can't really say that much. Uh, but it's just kind of like tips and tricks I've been finding, like how to be better at podcasting, and kind of fits the whole spiel of this podcast as well yeah so that's about it uh where can they find us on twitter and instagram mark you can find us at productive lab
1: on the twitter and instagram and if you want to visit and see all our beautiful show notes and everything that we've talked about links to studies and more you can find us on the internet at tpl.show
0: i love that you bought the shorthand one (laughs) that's so nice One more plug I'd like to include as well is you might be saying to yourself right now, Kyle and Mark, you have awesome podcast artwork, but you haven't told me who made it yet. Well, by the time that this episode was recorded, we didn't have an artist, but now we do. The artist is Adam Dotson. He can be found at adamdotsondesigns.com. He did the work on my previous podcast, Everyday Superhumans, and he was fantastic at that. And I'm excited to see what he made for us. You listening to it right now, you will know before we recording didn't know about that. That made no sense. <laughs> at this current moment, we all know what he's making. I just know that I love his work and we've done fabulous work with him before. So yeah. I'm just excited. And yeah, now you know by the fourth episode who did our logo and where to find him at if you want to get him for your show or your project. He does more than just podcast.org. He does a bunch of other things. Just, sh- just check out his website. it will have it all in there. And what was that website again? Oh, Adam dot com. All right.
1: And I think that's all that we have cooked up for you in this episode. Mm-hmm. Until next time, stay productive. a page we're going to go asmr on this podcast